Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast, where we forget about yesterday, we don't worry about tomorrow, it's what are we going to do today that's all that matters, because you've only ever had, or will ever have, the fantastic 24 hours a day you're about to embark on. So hopefully, this episode is going to give you some daily dose of wisdom that you can take action on today to improve your life. And remember, all it takes is one day at a time. Good morning, everyone from Wales. So I have to go back to Wales to sign a new lease for the warehouse, but also to sort my father out. Okay, my father is, I think he's 74 years old. I don't even know his age. I think he's 74, that's bad. But he's had, like, terrible lifestyle. Smoker, um, angina, he's had a heart, triple heart bypass. And I, re- I was, li- and I was, and you know, he's put a lot of weight on over COVID. He's getting older. He's always like, a, he's always obsessed with work, always working, 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 and he never stops. And he's a very, he's a very stress head. Like one thing will set him off, rah, 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 and he go nuts. So he's got a really stressed life. Uh, like I was mentioning the voice on yesterday. Like he's very stressed. Like if your stress is always high, you like basically fight or flight all the time. It's gonna, it's like gonna wear you out. Anyway. So he needs to lose a good two to three stone, right? Because I'm like, well, you know, I've helped a lot of women on Live Like Louise lose weight over the years and many people before that, etc., etc. But how do I do with my father? And it made me question, like, wow, so would I take a different approach? And obviously I can't tell him to go on my fitness pal at 74 years old. Obviously I can't just give him his macros and expect him to check in. So the different level of service has come in. So I'm like, okay, I'm after getting after looking at the re- research. The research shows if the research is insane. Ninety percent of people that have a heart um, surgery, the doctors will say to him, "Look, this heart surgery hasn't fixed the problem. This is just like a temporary, temporary cure, in a way, almost a cure, a temporary fix until you improve your lifestyle." And the the, the patients will always say, "No, no, yes, I could give this is giving me a second chance. Thank you so much, doctor." And then the doctor will be like, look, and you'll have to improve your life. You have to start exercising more. You have to eat less. You have to lose weight. And the patients always say, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 90% of them don't change their lifestyle after that. 90% of them don't change their lifestyle after having a surgery to save their life. And they know they have to do it to survive or to live. So, like, what the hell is going on in that regard? Like, why is that happening? So, like, obviously, they know they've got to lose weight. They've known they've got to lose weight before they had a heart surgery. So, no win, they need to lose weight. It's not enough. The doctor's saying, you know, you've got to lose weight. It's not enough. You know, you could exercise more. Of course, they know they've known that for years. So, what is, like, how do you change someone's habits and lifestyle after, like, such a huge change in, like, their life? Like, if you have an operation. for We all say, like, when we're ill, oh, when I'm, when I'm not ill, I swear to God, if I'm, when I'm not ill, I'm going to make the most of my life. I can't wait to... I can't even breathe, but as soon as I'm not ill, i got a blocked nose. I can't wait to breathe, because where this blocked nose gone, I'm going to love my nose forever. And then two days after you've gone a blocked nose, you forget you've ever had a blocked nose, and you get on with your life. And I think this is part of the human condition that is amazing. The thing is, we need it, because if we didn't have that condition or that mechanism in ourselves, we would never get over death. We would never get over losing people. We'd never get over breakups and stuff. We would, we, it would all build up and we would never get out of it. So it's like a double-edged sword where it's amazing that we can forget and move on and we can, you know, live again. 
but also it makes us forget the moments and those feelings we had at those worst times, doesn't it? Like some of the times, I know some people, it's not true, they can remember those moments. But with the stats that 90% of people don't change their lifestyle after they have a heart surgery, and they've had the intervention of the doctor telling them they've got to do it to survive, it's not, this, that's not fixed them, it's just a temporary thing. You'd think that they would, that would be shocking them into a new habit and lifestyle, wouldn't you? My theory, right, and this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to my, I'm going to, you know, help my father, and I think that that's, that's that I have to do it, I have to do it, it's, it's the only, th- it's my job, if I don't, if I've helped people before, if, and no offence to everyone, strangers, I can't help him, there's a, there's a flaw there, right, and really, like, I've got to build better habits with him, and you're not going to get an old person to change your habits, unless they've got, like, support, right, and, like, and also, you've got to look at, like, he's got a, his partner, for example, like, if she is not helping him change the environment and he's just going back from hospital to an environment where that's his lifestyle, sitting down all day, not going for walks, eating the food that's being made for him because he probably can't cook, right? Let's like, you know, he's old, let's him to last that generation. Like, no, there's no way he's changing habits, is there? Of course there's not. So, the only way to change his habits is they have to do it as a team. Unfortunately, as as a as a as an older couple, they have to do it as a team because if they don't do it as a team, it's not going to work. So the first thing to go back is I'm going to you know work out his macros, get him on a higher protein diet, get him walking, and actually try and get him to do um, weights once or twice a week because there's a study on weightlifting on older people that shows it can slow down or sometimes in some cases reversed Alzheimer's and dementia. I believe, like, I'm paraphrasing, but I'll share the link, and it's amazing, and the results were, like, lasted ages, because it made these people activate the muscles, the mind-muscle connection, it made the brain work in ways they haven't done for years and years, maybe it's ever, since ever, it made the mind go into the muscle, okay, well, i got to do this, move my muscle, and it made them feel their body more, so they started moving muscles again, as opposed to just sitting down all day, going to sleep, waking up, sitting on the TV, not moving anything, the muscles are not being used, barely, just to walk around so it's got to be a team effort and I think that's probably the main problem when it comes to older people with heart failures is like they don't have the luxury of um the time and like the I don't know like the freedom to just go and do and like they, they're just they're older they're settled in their ways um so it has to be a team effort I'm thinking like what am I going to do so I'm going to set up a macros I'm gonna get him on a. I'm gonna create. I'm gonna make a meal. I'm gonna ask him what his favorite foods are. I know he likes pasty. You like a pasty, right? Okay, I'll keep a pasty in per day for you, or maybe every other day. Um, what are the problem foods? Let's try and work them into his macros. Make sure he starts his day off. Um, you know, if he if he eats breakfast or not, I think he doesn't. But if he doesn't eat breakfast, uh, make sure the meal and lunchtime meal is always like settled in. You get this for lunch. It's full of veggies and micronutrients. Um, and he has to go walking because he doesn't walk, right? He has to go and walk. He's going to have to go on at least 1,000, 2,000 steps a day to start with because he'll struggle with it and slowly build up. But it's got to be the support with it. It's got to be. So I don't know if any of you have got older parents, grandparents who have had heart surgeries and stuff like that. Um, really just letting people, expecting someone to have that, realize, having a heart surgery just to change things on their own is impossible. I think it is. If, if the stats are showing it. Um so yes, the team effort, the team intervention, um, environment plays a huge role. Environment plays a huge role. Um, they, there was a study, right, on these soldiers uh, in Vietnam, American soldiers in Vietnam. 
And whilst in Vietnam, something like a huge number, I can't remember the exact number, but something like 90% of these these soldiers were um, on heroin. So they were in Vietnam at war, they were all taking heroin. And the, the consensus back then was heroin was a drug you can't come off for. You can't, like, go to rehab of heroin. As soon as you're addicted to heroin, that's it. You have to be in heroin forever. When those people went back, went from Vietnam back to the United States, something like only 10% of them were still addicted to heroin, right? 10%. And this went against all the scientific literature at the time. The reason was because they went from a terrible environment where heroin was like an escape to America back home to their families where it was nice again. They didn't even feel like they needed the heroin. And I'm not saying my father's my father's partner's giving him heroin or like she's a heroin dealer, but you can't, like, people have got vastly different behaviours in different environments. It's just, like, true, isn't it? Like, obvious. Isn't that obvious? So if you're not having older the older generation change their environment, they're never going to change their behaviours through willpower. They're too old for that stuff. They don't, they don't have it in them. It's hard work anyway when you're younger. I was only 70. So environment needs to change. And uh, that's my job. I'm going to investigate. I'm going to see what we can do. I'm going to see what environment can be done and built around. See what habits we can build. Habit stacking. See what started day off right. Um, and yeah, that's the goal for me now to move forward for the next few weeks. So might have helped some of you listening. Might not. But if you are struggling... Um, you know, look at your environment. You know when you go back to your parents and they give you all the foods that you don't eat and then they fatten you up. It's all environment, isn't it? Like, if you weren't in that environment, you probably wouldn't have decided to eat all that food they're giving you, your grandmother giving you cakes and stuff all the time. So, you know, environment plays a huge role. So you do need to look into it. Um, and I've mentioned this study many times about the hospital where they put water bottles at the tills and in the um, canteen of this hospital... And move the sodas like to bit like in a worse position. And just doing that move without telling anyone, over six months, 25% sales of water sales went up 25%, and soda sales dropped 11%. They didn't even say anything. Didn't tell anyone you need to drink more water. They just made it a bit more obvious that water was there, made obvious water a bit more attractive, a few more points on the way in and out where you could see water. And like that drastically changed their behavior. This is actually scary. If this doesn't scare you, it should. Because that means there's a creator, a Sims a Sims maker in the sky who could change a few things about your walk to work every day or, like, whatever, and that could change your behaviour entirely and you wouldn't even know about it. You wouldn't even know. How do you think advertising works? they got these billboards and stuff up, they do these things in the tube and this and that, and then eventually your behaviour starts moulding into what they want and you don't even know what's happening. Yeah, it is scary. So be very aware of your behavior, of your environment. Scan it. Be aware of it. Be aware of your day. Do it today. One big thing today is to be fully aware of your behavior. What is it? What's your morning look like? What are you reading? Who's? What are you messaging people? What are they messaging you? Are you sending links? You get links to TikTok every morning. Then you go into TikTok black hole. You get links to Twitter. Like on your way to work. What's happening? Have a look. Advertising on Facebook feed. There's loads of it, so do have a look, and um, you'll be so- you'll be shocked. And I'm not saying you will be able to stop being influenced by the environment. This is impossible, impossible. But we can try and make a better, manufacture a better environment for our goals, and make better behaviors you want to be proud of. That's it. Have a good day. Enjoy yourself. Just focus today. It's the only day you need to, you need to focus on. That's it. One day 
And that's it. Thank you for listening to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host, Scofflia. Hopefully you understood something I said. I hope that some wisdom kind of distilled through into your mind. And I want you to now action it today. I don't want you to think about tomorrow. I don't want you to think about yesterday. I don't want you to think about leaving a review on this podcast. I don't want you to think about going to another website. What I want you to do is as soon as this podcast ends, you will take action and make the most of today. Ground yourself today. Follow the one day at a time philosophy and your life will change.